Faith in the U.S. electoral system is one of the most important fundamentals of this country's democracy. And this year, it's being tested in unprecedented ways. Some of those challenges are emerging from the rhetoric of the president himself. President Trump has discredited mail-in voting. Mail ballots, they cheat, okay? People cheat. Mail ballots are a very dangerous thing for this country because they're cheaters. They go and collect them. They're fraudulent in many cases. Suggested rampant voter fraud. This will be, in my opinion, the most corrupt election in the history of our country, and we cannot let this happen. They want it to happen so badly. And said he might not accept the results of the election. Can you give a direct answer? You will accept the election? I have to see. Look, you, I have to see. No, I'm not going to just say yes. I'm not going to say no. And I didn't last time either. Most recently, Trump has threatened using law enforcement officers to patrol polling places. In an interview last week with Fox News host Sean Hannity, Trump said, We're going to have everything. We're going to have sheriffs and we're going to have law enforcement and we're going to have hopefully U.S. attorneys and we're going to have everybody and attorney generals. But it's very hard. I mean, you have Trump's so suggestion things. raised concerns about voter intimidation and voter suppression. And while reporting suggests the president isn't actively making plans to send federal law enforcement to polls, it raised questions, significant ones, about whether he could and the other ways his words could have implications for what Americans can expect at polling places in November. So can Trump actually do this? Can Trump send law enforcement to polls on Election Day? And if not, are there consequences for our voting system when the president even threatens to do so? This is Can He Do That, a podcast that explores the powers and limitations of the American presidency. I'm Allison Michaels. State and local officials have the most power when it comes to how polling places run, but there are a few laws that guide Trump and his party's ability to send law enforcement to the polls on Election Day. So I turn to an expert in election law, Rick Hassan. I'm a professor specializing in election law at UC Irvine School of Law. I started with the basics. Who usually monitors polls on Election Day? So every state has their own rules as to who is allowed in a polling place. In many states, both uh, parties send observers who are called poll watchers to be in the polling place to make sure that everybody's following the rules. And who are these people typically? Well, sometimes you have nonpartisan people like from voting groups like uh, Common Cause or League of Women Voters. Sometimes they're volunteers with political parties. And they're there sometimes in a bipartisan way to watch the way that votes are being cast and what's happening with the ballots. Trump recently said that he will send sheriffs and law enforcement to the polls on Election Day. And it's my understanding that these could be two very different suggestions that the law actually handles differently. Sheriffs are state or local officials, while law enforcement could mean local officials, but it could also refer to federal law enforcement. So where does the president have control when it comes to commanding these two groups, sheriffs, as he says, versus federal law enforcement? The president doesn't have any control over state and local officials. He can't send the county sheriff to go anywhere, but he does have control over federal. He's the commander in chief of the armed forces, right? So he, he has control over the entire set of federal law enforcement agencies, FBI, the border patrol. So he has authority over those people. Well, he does not have authority over state and local law enforcement. So then to get to the heart of the question here, can Trump send broadly law enforcement to monitor the polls on election day? So... The short answer is no, and I think for two reasons. First, if we're talking about sheriffs who are under the control of typically counties, 
or other localities. The president doesn't have authority over those people, so he couldn't order them to the polls. There's also a federal statute that prevents sending military to the polls. So there doesn't seem to be any path by which he could send law enforcement to the polls. Now that statute says, and I'll read it, that federal officers cannot send troops or armed men to any polling place unless such force be necessary to repel armed enemies of the United States. So does any federal officer in this case include the president? I would think so, yes. Okay, because oftentimes, you know, the president can be excluded from some of these laws that that are designed for other federal officials. Sure, and there are a whole host of questions as to what power the president has to send troops generally into states that don't want them. But, you know, one thing that's important to recognize is that the Constitution doesn't give any power to the president when it comes to running the presidential election. That power really is in the hands of Congress and in the hands of the states and state legislatures. Okay, so then let me ask you this. Are there any exceptions to this? Are there circumstances where it would be legal to send federal troops to the polls? I suppose that if there were rioting against the United States... There was some kind of armed invasion. The statute seems to suggest that that would be a possibility. Beyond that, it doesn't seem to be permissible. But I think, you know, we have to think about this. The president is not only an executive of the United States, he's also a candidate for president. And so when you ask the question about the president sending troops, maybe he's talking about himself in his capacity as a candidate rather than in his capacity as commander in chief or as the president. And I think that raises a different set of questions. But of course, as a candidate, he certainly doesn't have the power to send troops anywhere, right? He doesn't have that power. But the question is, and my first thought when I heard the statements that he made on the Hannity show was, is he talking about getting off-duty police officers and sheriffs and, and other law enforcement personnel to go volunteer as poll watchers or security at polling places. So I think that is a much more realistic scenario. It raises a different set of concerns than the president using his power to order law enforcement to the polls. So what are the concerns that that raises? Well, so there are a few concerns. To begin with, from the early 1980s until 2017, the Republican National Committee was under a court order uh, called a consent decree against engaging in activities precisely like this. Because in 1981, there were off-duty, in-uniform law enforcement officers sent to minority polling places in New Jersey in an effort to intimidate minority voters and have them not vote. And this consent decree just expired by sending off-duty law enforcement personnel to polling places in minority uh, areas, minority polling places. This uh, was potentially a violation of the Voting Rights Act, potentially a violation of civil rights statutes. I think today, especially with the Black Lives Matter movement and social unrest, you can see how the presence of law enforcement could intimidate voters, uh, all voters, including minority voters, and could lead to a situation uh, where people do not feel comfortable exercising their right to vote. And it's still the situation today that not not everyone feels comfortable with people with guns around them as they're trying to exercise their rights. And I think it's quite clear that if the Trump campaign or the RNC engaged in an effort to do something like this again, you would see Democrats and voting rights groups running to court seeking to have the court order reinstated or otherwise seeking an injunction preventing this kind of activity, which could affect the freedom that people feel free of intimidation to be able to vote uh, their conscience at the polling place. So without that consent degree in place, the RNC can send 
either retired law enforcement or off-duty law enforcement to the polls and to potentially intimidate voters or just to have a presence there. That is legal without the consent decree in place. So, no, I, I wouldn't say that that's correct. So I would say with the consent decree gone, the RNC is able to organize poll watching activities again. If the RNC sought to use as poll watchers law enforcement personnel, then that might raise questions as to whether doing so, especially if that those personnel were targeted at minority polling places, minority neighborhoods, that this would in fact violate the Voting Rights Act or the Civil Rights Act uh, or other uh, federal law that protects people against intimidation when they go to vote. So just because the consent decree is lifted doesn't mean that it's permissible to intimidate voters. It means, and the RNC says that all that they're planning to do is to engage in legitimate poll watching activities uh, as others are allowed to do uh, according to state and federal law. And are the Democrats planning to do that as well? Democrats regularly send poll watchers, and I should say the Republicans also regularly send poll watchers uh, to polling places. It's not as though they haven't had poll watchers in the last 30 years. It's just that the RNC hasn't been able to organize it. It's been organized instead primarily by state political parties. So each party sends people to monitor the polls, but does the federal government usually send anyone, their own federal officials to the polls? For many years, we've seen the United States Department of Justice send observers in to make sure that polling places are being run fairly. So I think the presence of federal personnel does not necessarily mean that there's a a problem with intimidation. I don't think that uh, this DOJ is planning on engaging in that kind of activity. At least we haven't heard about that. But there is a, a history of DOJ serving a constructive function in uh, monitoring polling places. So we've established that Trump can't directly order military or law enforcement to act as poll watchers on election day. But does that mean that anyone can actually stop him from doing so? Many times on this show, we say that he can't do something because the law doesn't allow it, but actually stopping the president from doing it isn't as easy as it sounds. So could he actually be stopped if he tried to do this? Well, you know, I think if you started seeing the president trying to send uh either federal or state troops in uh, that, first of all, many governors would resist that as an infringement upon their prerogative. And I think you would see people running to court seeking to get an injunction barring the entry of these people into polling places. We have to count on our legal system to protect whenever someone might violate people's rights. And I think that would be the first place that we would see a line of defense against this kind of activity. Do local officials have any power to prevent law enforcement from being present at the polls on the day of the election? State and local officials have certain rights to control who's allowed in polling places. There are lots of rules that govern polling places. For example, most states have rules that prevent electioneering within a certain amount of distance around a polling place. There are rules about who's allowed to be an observer, who's allowed to be present in a polling place. So there are lots of rules under state and local law that would provide the basis for excluding anyone from the polling place who is not there for a purpose that is accepted under these laws. This year, amid the coronavirus pandemic, election officials are already faced with unforeseen challenges. Does Trump's rhetoric about potentially sending troops to polls affect those challenges? Does it exacerbate those challenges? Well, I think it's another thing that gets added to the list of all the tremendous challenges that election officials are going to face. You know, if we think about all of the concerns, is not only the concern about spreading the coronavirus, there's also concern about 
hurricanes or other natural disasters, potential cyber attacks, more mundane problems like the electronic polling uh, books not working or machines breaking down, long lines, lots of things to worry about. And I think this just adds to, in a much more political way than some of these other issues, it adds to the kinds of concerns that election officials have to have thinking about election day. So Trump suggested he might send law enforcement to the polls. But throughout his presidency, we've seen many occasions when Trump has suggested he might take action that doesn't ultimately come to fruition. Sometimes the suggestion alone, though, is enough to have consequences. I turn to Washington Post political investigations reporter Rosalind Helderman to understand the potential implications of Trump's suggestion to send law enforcement as poll watchers. So President Trump has said he wants to send law enforcement to the polls. But does your reporting indicate that Republicans are actually planning to do that? You know, uh, not really. The Republican Party, the RNC, is definitely planning a major new program of sending people to the polls, poll watchers, ballot watchers, to observe the process. And this is actually a new thing because the RNC has been uh, part of this consent decree that came from an early 1980s court case that severely restricted what they could do in terms of ballot watching. And that was lifted just two years ago. So they do plan to send 30,000 volunteers to polling places to watch the vote. But they at least claim publicly that they're very concerned about not being restricted in the future of having courts come in and declare their efforts were intimidating. And in fact, some Republican officials told us without putting their names to it that they actually found the president's comments, both not accurate, but also unhelpful to their goal of expanding this poll watcher program in a way that doesn't get them in trouble with the courts. So they will send 30,000 poll watching volunteers, but the RNC says those people will not be law enforcement personnel. According to the Republican Party, they're going to be just folks who volunteer through the party. So certainly you would imagine, because they're volunteering through the RNC, certainly Republicans and Trump supporters, they have also said that they are open and eager to recruit retired law enforcement, retired members of the military, which starts to get closer to the line of what President Trump mentioned. But the party has at least publicly claimed that there is certainly no desire to recruit actually currently serving law enforcement to do this job. And that's in part, as you say, because they don't want to violate their newly granted ability to enlist these poll workers, given that the consent decree expired in 2018. That's exactly right. This consent decree came about, actually, ironically, after something that involved things that felt very much like law enforcement. There was this election, a gubernatorial election that was very close in New Jersey, and the Republican Party arranged for off-duty law enforcement officers to go to some polls in heavily Black neighborhoods and act as a ballot security task force. Some of them wore armbands. Some of them even uh, wore their service weapons to the polls. And in some polling places, signs were hung up that actually talked about how voter fraud is a crime and that this task force was watching for the crime. At the time, the DNC sued the RNC over those efforts and said that they were intimidating and that they violated provisions of the Voting Rights Act that makes it a crime to intimidate voters. That suit never went to trial. It actually settled. And the settlement was this consent decree under which the Republican Party agreed that it would not take additional steps 
attempts to intimidate voters and that, in fact, it would go to federal court and get a judge to review any of their ballot security measures that they wanted to undertake. And that was in place since 1982, right up until 2018. Just in 2018, actually the very end of 2017, that consent decree formally expired. So this is the first election we're going to have in which the RNC does not have to abide by those restrictions and can employ this new ballot security poll watcher volunteer program. So then what do we know about why Trump would potentially put that program in jeopardy by suggesting he might send law enforcement to voting spots? What reason has Trump given for why that would be necessary? I mean, it seems to be part of Trump's broader attempts to undermine confidence in the vote. He talks almost on a daily basis now about his belief that the vote is going to be fraudulent, complaining about mail-in balloting uh, in ways that have been shown time and time again to be false. He seems to be trying to raise the specter that there's going to be widespread fraud and criminals are going to try to steal this election. And so what we're going to need is a fleet of law enforcement to keep the order and keep the peace and make sure the vote is free from fraud. But that does not seem to be legal. And it's not rooted in facts about how elections typically do and should work in this country. Right. There's no evidence that those claims or fears of rampant voter fraud are true. Correct. Okay. So even if the president ultimately does not send law enforcement to the polls, are there risks in him even having suggested that he might do so? Yeah, voting rights advocates are concerned in a few ways. One is that he might actually try it. Obviously, that's the basic way. They feel somewhat confident that the law is on their side and that they would go to court and stop any action like that. But there's also always the fear that local officials who actually have much more control over sheriff's deputies and local police departments might hear the president's words and sort of be inspired by them and try to step up their own activities to kind of fulfill what the president has publicly asked for, even without him stepping in and ordering it. And the final thing is there's a fear that some people could be afraid, even without it coming to pass, just the notion, the specter of encountering law enforcement at the polling place, given the history in this country of how law enforcement has acted uh, in past elections. And of course, the way that communities of color feel that they're treated by law enforcement every day, that, you know, just the specter that you might encounter lots of police officers at a polling place might encourage some people to stay home. When Trump talks about sending law enforcement to polling places, it's somewhat reminiscent of the moment after the George Floyd protests got really big and he started talking about sending in troops and law enforcement to American streets. This has been something of a trope with him just in recent months that he should have the ability to send essentially armed men into the streets to control exercises of American democracy. And, you know, there was a lot of question in that moment about did he really have the power to do that to face down protests too. But he did find ways around the strictures that a lot of people thought were in place by using federal forces, by having his attorney general who supported his moves assist him. So I think that's another reason that people are particularly frightened of this idea of law enforcement at the polls. Now, there are special laws around voting that make the sending of armed people to polling places harder than doing so in other places. But I think that's another reason why people have been worried and afraid. Now, I want to dive a little deeper on the notion that this piece of the story, Trump threatening to send law enforcement officials to prevent fraud is part of the larger narrative that Trump is trying to sort of undermine the vote or seems to be trying to undermine the election process. He's tried to discredit mail-in voting, as you said. We've talked about that a lot on this show. He suggested that he 
might not accept the results of the election. Are there other ways that Trump has sought to potentially undermine the November election? One way is just the strip telling people that the results are not likely to be something that you can believe. If you tell people, don't believe this, a lot of people are not going to. Um, he has specifically said, in fact, if they show that he has lost the election, they are not to be believed. And that seems like a real dangerous road to go down in terms of questioning this core feature of our democracy. It's worth pointing out that Trump is making all of these claims from the office of the presidency. He has all the power that comes with the office and with being the incumbent. So his words have the potential for pretty profound influence. Is that working for him? Is there evidence that these tactics may be effective in suppressing the vote in November or in helping Trump win re-election? I mean, we're just going to have to wait and see. Certainly, we have had elections since Trump has been in office and turnout has been up. People seem to be energized by this president. But we also have seen plenty of problems with voting, long lines, problems with machines. There's a lot of concern about how the president's words might affect the November election, but we'll have to see where it goes. It seems like Trump is exploiting parts of the electoral system where he thinks he can convince Americans that there are weaknesses. Might these actions, as a side effect, spur a bunch of voter protections or more electoral safety for future elections? Yeah, I mean, there's certainly a lot of conversation about that. And there's pushing for more money to be put into elections. I think the issue of a free and fair vote has become an issue that is more motivating to voters and to people who are involved with the system than it used to be. Certainly, no one was talking about the post office and its role in elections a year or two ago. So I do think there is a possibility that the way the president has acted will spur additional voter protections. All right, Roz, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. This has been another episode of Can He Do That? This one inspired by questions from listeners like you. Thank you for sending your ideas our way and please keep them coming. Thanks so much for listening. Can He Do That is a team effort here at The Post. It's produced by Ariel Plotnik with logo art from Loren Boglio and theme music by Ted Muldoon.